No other sport delivers the drama of mixed martial arts. A sport which puts two high-level martial artists into a game of human chess with extreme physical consequences. A sport that even when it looks like it is all but over can deliver the shock and surprises to put audiences on the feet and their jaws on the ground. From one fight week to another, we are set yet again. This is Octagon Hype. Welcome once again. Let's say it once again. Fight week. Fight week from one fight week to another and reunited with a man who I missed in Liberec, who you missed because there was no vlog. It's the one. It's the only. Josh Goodger. Josh. I am it. Reach for me, Josh. So Reach good. for me. It's so good to have you back. Mate, you, you abandoned me. For a hunky man with tattoos. Yeah, I've, I were on a super secret Octagon business uh, as part of the uh, British invasion of Octagon oh, MMA. What a link, what a link, uh, because that is what is happening. Bratislava, the April 29th, the event that is coming, we'll see the British invasion happen in Octagon MMA. That is right, five fighters will be on that card. We're going to talk you through and introduce you, the Octagon hype fans, to those fighters. On top of that, we'll look back at Liberec. What, what a vlog that would have made, Josh, what a, what a vlog that would have made. Nine finishes. I can't believe it. So the top one was seven finishes. That's what I was like. This will never be beaten. This will this never, never be topped. Ne never. I was never. sat watching it at home just in absolute awe. I was like, what is going on? It was crazy. So we will talk you through some of those fights as well. We've got big news about State of the Cage. But talking of news, we've also got your weekly dose, your bi-weekly dose of Octagon News. My name's Chuck Krakenas, and these are the Octagon headlines. The stars were out in full effect at Octagon 41 in Liberec, from some of the biggest Czech influencers to sports stars and reality TV stars. But fans were most excited to see Spinach fan and now fan of Octagon, Popeye, in the crowd. We asked him what he thought of the tournament. He had this to say. Ag, 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 ag. The long-time friendship of Attila Vey and Pavel Neruda is said to be on the rocks after Octagon 41. Attila was embarrassed yet again when Pavel attempted to get the crowd to join in his favourite childhood dance, I'm a little teapot. Attila said this wasn't the first time Pavel had also ruined some other major public events, including the Super Bowl halftime show, the World Cup, Queen Elizabeth's funeral and the Pope's debut in the NBA. James Bond fans have braced for the announcement of the next Bond as the franchise looks to go in a different direction. Many expected the new direction with actors like Idris Elba or Phoebe Waller-Bridge as previous bookies' favourites. But it looks as though Octagon's move to the UK has them poised for the first ever Czech Bond. And after this picture hit the internet, the favourite is none other than Andre Novotny. Andre if he had any comment on this and he said Yedeme Bondi 19 year old German phenom Nefeni Nafuka moved to 4-0 after his Octagon debut in Liberich but despite his impressive performance it looks like the young fighter might be looking to hang up the gloves and look for a new career the exact moment the Namibian nightmare started to consider a new career was caught by our cage side photographers we hope this isn't the case. And from all of us here on Octagon Hype, we just want to say to you, Nefeni, keep your chin up. No, seriously, keep, keep your chin up, mate. 
Lightweights on the Octagon roster are now heard to be shaking with fear as the announcement of the newest signing to the division, the UK's Andrew Fisher, was announced. I'm Andrew Fisher. I'm happy to sign with Off the Fighters only became scared when they saw how he signed his contract, with some ranked lightweights commenting, what type of psychopath holds a pen like that? Lazar Todev won his fight against Adam Powash on Octagon 41. Following his win, his walkout was voted scariest, yet friendliest walkout in Octagon history. I shall break this man. I am here from victory. I will crush him with my bare hands. Hey, nice to meet you. I will make him feel my power. Hi, nice to meet you too. I will crush him. Hey, nice to meet you. Thanks for coming. Really appreciate it. Thank you. I will make him... Oh, hello, hello. Uh, hi again. I will make him feel my power, feel my wrath. I will crush him. I will tear his very soul from his body. I shall make him feel my... Hey, nice to meet you. Thanks. Hi, thanks for coming. Hi, uh, high five. Hi, oh, nice to meet you too. Oh, sorry about that. Take very soft skin. I shall crush him. I shall be victorious. And Stefan Putz is still totally mad. That was Octagon News. So there we have it. That's Octagon News. I don't know about you, Josh, but I, I genuinely think Andre Novotny would make a, a solid James Bond. I think I think he would too. He, he's an annoying human in that he's so good at everything. He's good looking. <laughs> he's good on the mic. No doubt he'll be attacked. This, right, look, this, my favourite and least favourite Instagram account is Andre Novotny's because I'll be enjoying my life thinking, I'm, I'm smashing this. This is a great <laughs> life. There I am, sat there with my 14-year-old bulldog, fast asleep, snoring next to me, eating a sausage roll, and then a picture like this one pops up, Josh. That's just, that's just an average Andre Novotny day. Not, not a bad life, right? Uh, you know, if you can get away with it, you go for it, Andre. I'm like, I'm, we're so jealous of you. It's raining. It's grey here in England. There's no hot women about. This is what All it right, is. All right, let's not therapy, mate. This is Octagon Hike. We're supposed to be getting people excited for this. Um, look, look, let's talk about Liberec. We are going to talk to you about so many other things as well, but we've got to jump into this event. You watched it from home. How was your DAZN experience, Josh? It was really good. You know, like, obviously I've been sat next to you for every event since. So to listen and watch it as a... as as a fan, as a consumer, I really enjoyed it, you know, listening to you call it, because obviously I'm there when I'm normally doing the vlog, I'm trying to call it myself, what, what I see. You're good at what you do, Brian. <laughs> I hope so, mate, otherwise <laughs> they'll get rid of me, and that's the best seat in the house. And this was our first trip to Liberec, so this is a, the most northern city in the Czech Republic. Uh, the journey there was one hell of a journey, flying into Prague, then almost a two-hour drive to this city, but it was beautiful. And what we received as far as a welcome right from the start, so the weigh-ins were packed Every single fighter got a really good reception, uh, in particular the return of Carlos Fomola, and then of course Jan Malak, the king of the north from Liberec himself, um, and then the event, Josh, the event. There were so many mad moments, and it was for me, I, call, I called it on the night, the night of the underdog, Yeah, because there was, if you looked at it, on the odds, on the tip sport odds or on any of the betting apps that did do the, the octagon, a lot of the underdogs came through, one of which, let's, let's jump to one of the, the crazy knockouts to start with, Jamie Cordero. He's off season one of Octagon Challenge. He was taking on um, Andre Rashka. Andre Rashka returning and 
Cordero had moved from welterweight up to middleweight. Now, even in and around the hotel, people were going, why? Why is he? Because he's not big. Like he is, he's a big dude. He's a, you know, he's an athlete, but he's not a big middleweight. And he said to me, I did it because I don't want to feel drained after a weight cut. And I want to show people my true power. This is Jamie Cordero's true power. Killer, right? Absolutely devastating. And if you want to answer those people asking those questions, that's how you do it. Power, mate. (laughs) Power. Unbelievable power. Uh, Andre Rashka is in good health now. There was a, a, he had to get taken out on a stretcher, which again is never a nice image, uh, especially for such a nice guy like that. But Cordero uh, announcing himself at middleweight was phenomenal. Strelcek versus Yorick Montagnac. Uh, Strelcek stepped in on four days' notice for this fight. Four days' notice to take on Yorick Montagnac, who is coming in off the back of his knockout win against DD Skvor. Uh, Three-fight win streak in Octagon. Potential, you know, contender in that spectrum, in that picture for the light heavyweight uh, title. Working his way up there. Then Strelcek coming in with this, this patchy record. Although coming in on a two-fight win streak. His last two fights, Josh, before this, he had them within 24 hours of each other. <laughs> and he finished both opponents. And one was Mikhail Kotelik. And he finished him with a first-round triangle. No way. So he, even though he's like... He, and again, I spoke to his manager. He's a guy who just takes fights. He's like, I'll test myself. And this was... I've seen him fight a welterweight. I've seen him fight a middleweight. So he's fought people like uh, Bricek, uh, Mate Peñaz. Um, he's fought the who's who. You look at the, the people he's been in there with, they're monsters. And then they they looked for somebody and they reached out to this manager and they thought, well, he's, he's, they didn't ask for him. Yeah. But his manager said, I know the guy to call. <laughs> and it was Strelcek. Now, in the, in the, uh, in the actual uh, live event, there's live betting odds. If... 10 seconds, even five seconds, even two seconds before the end of this fight, the tip sport odds had been put up on the page. I reckon they would have been 100 to 1 with Yorick Montagnac as the favour. Yorick put it on Strelcek. Big shots, wobbled him. Strelcek's primarily a grappler. He's also a a welterweight stroke middleweight at light heavyweight. But this is why MMA is the craziest sport in the world. Listen to that, Josh. I'm going to make you listen to it one more time. We're going to hear it from two angles. One, the social media guy on the outside of the cage. And then one, we're going to take all the commentary out of it and use the cameras and the mics in the cage. Listen to this noise back to back. That's terrifying. That's that's terrifying. Uh, And it was a moment where, again, I said on the intro, there's moments that you can put everyone on their feet and their jaws on the ground. That was it. I, I, 
was so, and again, I was so shocked and trying to commentate at the same time as when they were absorbed this moment, at the same time as feeling the whole energy of the arena. It's the first time ever I've been commentating and my head started to go wobbly because- You're shouting too much. <laughs> just, just just pure release of what the yeah. hell have we just witnessed? And I looked to Pavel Neruda, I looked to Attila Vey, I looked to Andre Novotny, I looked around the crowd and I was not the only one feeling exactly like that. Uh, what what a moment for Strelcheck though. I would have put my house on Montagnac to win that. Your mansion? Do you mean your mansion I, with the moat? I, I'd have put my little cave. Because <laughs> he was doing such a good job. And then that came out of nowhere. And it was just as much of a shock watching that on dessert as I'm showing what you in real life. I, I, I'm, I'm envious that you got to witness that cage side. Well, uh, we wish Jorik Montignac a speedy recovery, 100%. but we we toast Strelcek in, betting on himself, sticking in there and turning that fight around. That also won him half of the uh, the Performance of the Night award. Then we had this uh, a fight which had drama outside, as they always do. It's a Carlos Vermola fight. Drama outside the fight, before the fight, at the weigh-ins, when Al to vow for a second event in the road, Josh missed weight, not just by a kilogram, which is a lot, not just by a kilogram and a half. I think the three and a half kilograms. But again, this is the return of Carlos Vermola. So even on the scales after he heard that, he said, weight won't be an issue. I'll take this fight. But the issue with Almatavao is it only takes one punch. We saw what he could do against Mazouk. We've seen it against Selchek. And there was moments, Josh, there was moments in that fight when Vermola comes in with his head down and Matavao's timing those uppercuts. I gotta say, I I wasn't sure Vermola was gonna get through this. I I mean I was I was watching going, oh my this all I could think was, is this the banana skin? Like because yeah. he's got that Matavao's got that power. We've seen it. Yeah. Mazuch, our boy Mazuch, you know, like we've watched we've witnessed some big knockouts from Al Matavao. And I'm looking over Mola's year and this could have just derailed it all. And that It was literally as he was in the cage, I'm going, oh, this is a massive risk. Like what's going on? You, you know, what's like, he doing? Yeah, honestly, what's he doing? We've spoken about it before, but I didn't, in, in context, it didn't like dawn on me until I was watching the fight and I'm going, yeah. oh my God, like this is, this is a big fight. And and with the other fight schedules, yeah. in less than six weeks, his fights Kinsale. Kinsale in the O2 in Prague for the middleweight title. Attila Vey was sat to the right and when it happened and uh i just looked to the right and and finally vermola locked up well got the mount and then locked up the rear naked choke i looked straight across at attila and he just went like this <laughs> <laughs> so he kind of knew Ooh, we're good we're good we're good um but again a strong return from vermola everyone knows what he's gonna do nobody can stop him doing it um and looked good made the weight 92 kilograms was the agreed catch weight which is what he's aiming to bit by bit get down to that 84 kilogram uh, middleweight championship weight 83.9 sorry um but Vermola looked good. He, I think he could have cut a few more, but I think he will make this middleweight and that answers a few questions for us. Also the question, will that fight with Kinsale happen? So that looks to be set. Then we had our main event. Now, I was so gutted you weren't there for this because we have talked so much about this fight, about Lopez, his story, about my guard being out of the cage, about the social media stuff that has gone on and on. His length of time out of competing in MMA, his last fight in mixed martial arts was November 21st, 2021. That was when he won the title. That's when he won the title against uh, Maciek. 
set to defend it again October uh, Octagon 38 in December the cheek injury happened that meant he came out Lopez stepped in after 10 days notice on 10 days notice got the win got the interim belt and it set us up for this and the odds the odds were in favor of Lopez when I was talking to a lot of people outside the fight they were picking Lopez. They thought the experience, the fact he's been recently training with the likes of Aljamain Sterling, Meresh Devashvili, uh, his background, his pedigree, his finishing rate as well. I think he's got 13, now 14 pro fights, and I think 12 of them are finishes, knockouts and submissions. And then Jonas just came in super emotional in his walkout. And I thought this is a bad sign. Those emotions, that pent-up aggression that he's been on the sidelines, watching the division grow and move without him. Somebody else put a belt around their waist. Somebody else getting the, the, the fans and the odds in their favour. So I thought the emotions might get the most of him. He came out clinical. His striking in particular, his range, and then the money shot, the right hand, Josh. It was, it was like he never skipped a beat. It was on point. And to not just beat him, but to finish him in that way, that then tells me, and I said it on commentary, we're not just looking at, you know, another European fighter. We're now looking at a world-class fighter, a bantamweight champion who is in his prime. 100%. I mean, he showed championship pedigree. I, I'm, I'm with you completely, you know. We, we had all the back to, uh, backstory, the back talk, the chat on social media. I didn't know if some of it might have been a bit of bravado on Jonas's part. Yeah. You know, putting it on um, Lopez and trying to, you know, bait him into it. But how much of it would Jonas believe? You know, was it just for social media? Um, he's a confident guy. We spoke to him in person. We spoke to him cage side at the yeah. last event. Of him to come out and put on a performance like he did, that is such a champion. Like, if you're going to make a statement to be a champion, that is exactly how you do it. it like I said, a clinical performance, clinical finish of somebody of the highest caliber. Yeah. You know, like he's no walkover it's whatsoever. It's perfect storm, right? It was, it was picture perfect. Yeah. So like, honestly, I, I am so happy for him. Like it was such a, an impeccable finish. And yeah, like what's next for him now, you know? Well, what is next for him? The, the division is starting to fill as well. Um, what is great as well is he's had a lot of changes outside his life. He's now based in Holland, but his main camp is now Manchester top team, as it has been for a long time, but he's sort of now really established that as his home. There's a picture of uh, them celebrating on the cage, Carl Prince, Lerone Murphy and Conrad, his, his teammates. And one picture holding so much emotion, holding so much love really did catch me. I was like, that's, that's a team effort. It was, it was, it was great, mate. It was great. As was Liberace. The only thing was missing was you. Well, it's fight week, baby. It's fight week. <laughs> yes. Let's go again. Let's go again. Let's go again. And uh, I'm promising you, the Octagon Hype fans, that this man will be with us because um, tickets are booked. You're set. You're ready. And it is the British invasion. Before we do talk about the Brits, though, let's talk about the drama of the main event. What happened during fight week for Liberech that almost derailed this and I say almost because the way it's been turned around and what we've got now is uh, so exciting so during fight week over the weekend we got the news Mate Sanakidze who was set to defend his featherweight title against Lozan Keita had uh, injured his shoulder and was coming out of that fight um again it's just a freak injury you've got uh, and if you want to talk about whether it's real or not we've got footage from the gym um, Mate Sanikidze posted it on his Instagram um, 
full of disappointment that 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 post obviously this is the biggest fight of his life the the build up to this has been huge the stuff he's been dealing with on top of that over there in Georgia um but let's show you show us the show you the video so you can see exactly how how this injury went down wrestling mate always it's, it's always it, yeah, it's always. always wrestling and you can just see it as soon as he hit the mat he just goes flat and you can see instantly both him and well, he's in agony to start with that's that's a dislocated shoulder oh. and his training partner both recognize and we don't have any sound on that which i'm glad because you would have heard that tear or pop or rip or um but we wish Mate Sanekidze the speediest of recoveries um I know it's going to be hard for him to watch this on the sidelines but we were left with no main event we were left with no main event I spoke to Andre Novotny the I, th I think it was the Saturday night or the Sunday night when this was all unfolding and he was like I've got no one I, I'm because no one take no one takes cater on short notice now, during the event, we'd also highlighted some of the fights coming up. One of the fights was Jakub Tikota taking on Ahmed Villa later in the year, not too far out. Um, but then, all of a sudden, there's a post. There's a post. I didn't even know about this before it went up. And Jakub Tikota, the chimp, the guy who fought Mate Sanekidze for that belt in his last fight, lost a, 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 a decision, but a razor-thin decision, showed, dropped Sanekidze in the Absolutely, very first yeah, yeah. round. He stepped up. What a guy, Josh. I mean, no one, like no one steps in no at last one. minute against Kater. Like he is a force to be reckoned with. And it just shows you, like, I mean, we watched Sanakidze uh, versus um, Dakota. Dakota. Yeah. And it was, a, it was a close fight. You know, Sanakidze won, in my opinion, in that fight. And it was, but it was so close. Like for him to step in on a week's notice yeah. against somebody coming down a weight class for the belt, you know, I like his odds, me. I like the, his his confidence in himself, his ability, and I like that fight. You know, Kieta is not a man to mess with. Like we, we've spoke to him personally on and off camera. At, like sign me up. Like take my money. That is that is what a man. What a pair of fighters to keep the, keep that card alive. You know, like keep the, the main event alive. It's absolutely incredible. And I think Kieta, even though he'll never probably say I'm grateful, yeah. will be grateful for this 100%. because it still gives him the chance to go for that double champ status, get that interim title for, uh, and we should clarify that this will be for the interim belt. They'll both have to hit 145 on the money to make uh, featherweight uh, in pounds. That is to, uh, to, to make this fight complete. But I think Cater will be extremely grateful, not just because it's a guy, but also it's the guy who last fought for the title. It legitimizes the bout again. And uh, yeah, yeah, we have a title fight. We have a main event. Uh, we also have the British, the British invasion. I feel like we should have some British music building up <laughs> Rule here. Britannia. <laughs> Let's go for that one, shall we? Um, but five five UK fighters on one card in Bratislava, Josh. Before we break them down, just how excited is it as a UK fan to start seeing the emergence of, of the UK, soon to be Ireland as well, starting to make their way into the uh, into the octagon rosters it's so exciting i mean you've been in octagon for longer than i have and and i've been you know been doing this for a good few months now and to finally see these these british fighters come through have the opportunity to meet them to speak to them film with them and to see what their abilities are like we know some of them as well from like 
you know, from our, shows from our grassroots yeah, yeah, yeah. days in the in the British MMA scene to, so yeah. to see some guys that, like, I've had your position, <laughs> I've called some fights, at least, you know, junior fighters, and yeah. now they're here on the big show. It's it, it's amazing. It's I'm so excited to see them make that, that walk. So, let's introduce you to these fighters. We got to film with some of them uh, this week, or last week, I should say. Um they are, there is also a UK episode for you guys to enjoy. That is on the Octagon UK and Ireland YouTube channel. Uh, we've taken some exclusive footage as well as some footage from that uh, to bring it to you guys here at Octagon Hype. So let's talk about He-Man first of all. Stuart Austin, he's already dubbed himself the uh, the most handsome man in Octagon. <laughs> he's a bit of a personality. And again, he has been you know, fighting high level fights, talking, you talk about uh, um, big promotions, headlining fights. And this is one of the things he talked about. He feels his experience could be the difference in this fight. For the last seven, eight years, I've only had big fights. There's been no easy rest, rest fights for me. So like, I just think the intensity I bring and the, what I'm expecting out there, I'm expecting a you know, world championship fight. Can't argue with that, mate. He's, he says, I've only had big fights. And this this other, Whitney is somebody who is still emerging as a mixed martial artist. Experience is not tangible, but you've seen fights where it counts. Yeah, and one of the quotes as well from the uh, UK on-site, Nardoled, is uh, he's, he said, I think I'm going to knock him out by accident, but I want a submission finish. <laughs> Imagine having the confidence. Imagine like, knocking him out and going, oh, whoops. Really wanted the whoops. anaconda. <laughs> really wanted the guillotine. Oh, get back up, mate. Come on. Um, uh, and again, you're talking about the heavyweight division. We saw in the last event, Todd versus Powash. That was a, a bloodbath of a battle between those two, a high level heavyweight fights with title implications derailed now for Adam Powash by Todev. Stuart Austin has his eyes firmly set on the belt. He also thinks his pedigree, his roster and a good performance could earn him that shot. Let's hear from him. There's no reason why I can't fight for the title after this fight, in my opinion. Like, because my, you know, my, you know, my uh, previous experience speaks for itself. Um, so I'm happy to fight for the title after this. If they want me to have one more, then I'll have one more. Get another win and then fight in, in the UK. Um, when we come to the UK at the end of the year, I want to be uh, main eventing with the belt around my waist or to, to win a belt. You know, either way, like whether I'm fighting for the belt this time or I'm going to look to get the belt, I want to be uh, in the title picture for the UK card. Wants the belt and wants the main event in the UK, Josh. Calling his shots again. I like it. That's uh, to make your debut, you know, put on a good performance. Imagine that for a climb, you know, coming in that division. Both. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it, it, again, these, the, the, the either end of the divisions, flyweight or heavyweight, super thin in most promotions, still growing and being built in octagon. But he very much with a top performance, a finish. If he calls for the belt, there's a chance a chance he might get that shot. So let's talk about a guy who has already had one fight in Octagon. Uh, he beat Salim Topuz, the Octagon Challenge, the German Octagon Challenge season one winner uh, in emphatic fashion. That was back in Bruno, your first event. Yeah. Don't need to get all emotional. First event cage side. Um, he's been out of action. He is now going to face Dominic Schrober. This is a great fight. This will be what we call in the business, the curtain jerker. This is the <laughs> one where we will get you warmed up. It'll be the YouTube free prelim. It is a fantastic contest. And um, this guy finished his last fight and he's expecting more of the same in this one. Yeah, so the fight in Bratislava, the fans can expect probably another finish. Uh, I think I've only been the distance once in my career, which I enjoyed. I had a good war, but 
Uh, our grappling style, so dangerous. Our striking style, everything about the training we do at Blackledge is to finish. So the Doctor Gilton fans can expect a good finish uh, in Bratislava on the 29th. Looking for the finish, mate. That's what they do at Blackledge MMA. You know what? Like Blackledge MMA are like the nicest group of killers <laughs> you're ever going to meet. Like every single one of them are just smiling assassins. They're yeah. the loveliest people you're ever going to meet, but they're absolute killers. And I love that energy. I, I love James Lewis. I think, like you say, it's the curtain jerker. It's the free prelim. And that'll definitely whet people's appetite because, you know, again, he said on the uh, on the on-site, he's only ever gone the distance once in his career. And that's a healthy career that he's had. Yeah. So, you know, don't blink. Do not blink. I love as well. He's uh, you filmed this. You went and filmed with him over uh, over at Blackledge MMA, and it's great seeing with the kids, like these next generation. And you, I mean, you were there, but I know this from like the pictures and and being around him. What a role model! What a good influence somebody like that can have on these young people's lives. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, you know, like what way is, they're such grounded individuals anyway, the, the Northern English fighters, you know, but for him to be doing that, looking after their kids, it were a Friday night, teaching them uh, wrestling and jujitsu. It were lovely, you know, but. I'm getting all tingly yeah, and yeah, warm but, inside, Josh. <laughs> like I said, smiling assassins, they're all killers. <laughs> um, and he's also uh, a long time member of Blackledge MMA under Tom Blackledge. Now he said this about his aspirations in Octagon and in particular, what he'd like to do uh, for Tom Blackledge. My motivation, the driving force, now on this sort of, sort of the back end of my career is just to represent, represent my team, uh, represent my coach, uh, and as I say, represent the team to the best of my ability. And the, the one thing that we're coming for is the Octagon World Title. I want to bring that back home to Blackledge MMA, and I want to bring that home, wrap that over Tom's shoulder, and that's the main motivation for the for the next couple of years to get that belt. Lovely. Isn't well, it? Isn't it nice? Lovely. He just wants the belt. It's all about the belt, but you can, I almost felt he was getting emotional when he said that. I almost sensed like, you know, I wouldn't say tears brimming to the top, but you, you could feel what that would feel like for him to be able to do that to Tom. It's a, it's good. He's got good energy. He's like, he's, he's, he's a, a veteran of the game. He's at peace with his ability and his career. And that's a dangerous man, you know, like there's no apprehension going into this, that he's, he's, he's ready he's ready to go, but he's, he's confident in his ability. So I, I love it. I love it. Now, guys, this is somebody I'm very excited to welcome to Octagon. Callum Mullen will be making his debut, the undefeated fighter out of Aspire over here in the UK, um, taking on Jakub Donald. Donald already a, uh, I, I would say, a star in Octagon. Um, season two finalist. I think it was season two Season three Octagon Challenge finalist. Um, more experienced than Callum Mullen, but there's something about Mullen. And one of the things that makes him different is not just uh, where he trains, Aspire MMA, but who he trains with. He is a from a family of fighters. Him and his brothers have both competed or still compete. And there's something special. And we asked him what it's like having your brother side by side through this journey. Yeah, it's meant like with me and me and him are like close. There's, I've got two brothers. I've got Kev as well. He don't fight anymore, but he's still training and that. But like me and Tom are actively competing. Like we're on each other. If I'm not in camp, he's in camp. So we're always on the ball. We're always training. We're always like pushing each other. And like uh, he's he's I'm the bigger. I'm the older brother, but everyone thinks he's older. He's a lot bigger than me. Like so, yeah, he'll be on this. He'll be on a big show soon. Like he could be on Octagon now. Easy. I always love when you see brothers, because they will have fought from 
as soon as they could over everything. The remote control, who gets <laughs> the pudding, the last, you know, lick of the, uh, the, the whisk when you're making a cake. Uh, <laughs> everything would have been a fight. And you never need to look for a sparring partner if you've got a brother. And you can see the bonds they've got, right? You can feel it. Even though we're just talking about Callum right now. I know Tom. I've met his brother Kev as well. There's a, there's a strange dynamic, a beautiful dynamic when people that close to each other are doing something so far outside the box, like like this journey in mixed martial arts. Yeah, I mean, like I said before, we came through with these guys, you know, they're local to us. I've, I've seen them both fight on local shows. I've called one of Callum's fights in the past where he took out this French black belt who'd flown in. And, we, you know, he was an underdog in that fight. And, he, you know, he absolutely put a number on him. He's a scary fighter and he's got that energy. And, and seeing him and his brother rock up to every fight, that's scary. that is scary. You see people going with their teammates, but when you've got your brother in your corner... <laughs> like that's and the both go to it they just live and breathe this world you know yeah, yeah. and he's a superstar man like seeing him progress and seeing him talk on camera like I, i've got all I'm the time in the world. For this. I'm so i excited. think this is a fighter that most people outside the uk will not know i think it's only going to take one or two fights on octagon before they they truly understand how good he is his first test is Jakub donald o'donnell with so much more experience we asked him if he thinks that experience might be a factor in this fight I don't care what his record is, I'm there to do my job and that's it. Like, obviously I've got respect for him, he's an athlete at the end of the day, he trains, I know how hard it is, but I'm coming for the finish and like, his record doesn't make a difference to me. He could, like I say, he could have 100 fights, he could be a debut, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to get the job done. I mean, it's a legitimate test, this Jakub Donnell, but when you look at Callum Mullen, his confidence, the team he's got around him, um, if he passes this test, Josh, then he could catapult himself into the limelight. Absolutely. You know, like this is a true test of his ability on a big stage. He'll never have fought on a, a show of this size in front of this sort of crowd. Um, but if he goes in there, has confidence in his ability, does what he knows he can do, it will solidify him in the Octagon roster and absolutely catapult him up the up the rankings. Cannot wait, <laughs> cannot wait for that one. Uh, he also recognised the fact that there's now more UK fighters coming in. We've had to bleep a little bit of this, but this is what he thought about Octagon now starting to receive some fighters from Britain. Us in UK, we're just like, we're all just tough We're all like, we just don't, we don't give up like these, like these other countries. The Americans and that, they give up, they're not ready for like what we, we've got. I think we're gonna like make a massive impact on this show. And like, Octagon are gonna, gonna come to the UK. And we'll fill out the UK, yeah. I don't know what that word could have been that we bleeped out, mate. Don't know what that word could have been. Well, you could take the uh, <laughs> lad out of Bradford, but you can't take Bradford out of the lad. <laughs> uh, check it out. He will fight Jakub Donald, 29th of April. What a fight that is. Um, also somebody who has had so much hype, so much um, about his backstory, so much, you know, anticipation for this debut is Shemrock. Now, I... Every interview, every clip, every video that we are getting of Shem, he's already a star, right? And we talked about it with Callum. Callum hasn't got the limelight of Shem yet, but Shem, with this limelight, again, depending on who his opponent is, if he can do what he says he can do, the world's his oyster. Absolutely. I mean, everything, every word that comes, every sentence that comes out of his mouth could promote a fight. Like, he has got everything. He is like bags of charisma, bags of confidence, bags of ability. We just need to see him step in the cage and do it in front of the Octagon fans. And he will hands down be a superstar. Well, he was supposed to fight Jakub Banik. Now, Banik came out of the fight. And uh, again, I, even I panicked a little bit, like who they're going to get. But 
This is not unusual for Shem. This is what he said about fighters coming out of his fights. It's the story of my career. I go through fucking eight opponents in a fight camp. Um, they look at the record. They look at all the first round finishes. They look at every fighter main event and a co-main event. When you fight me, you're going to be in front of the camera. You're going to be on the big stage. You're going to have eyes watching you. And if you're not ready, you're going to get finished quick. So sometimes that can overwhelm people. They want fights they can win. They want to build the shitty record. They want to fucking go home and chat in the pub that they're fucking a fighter. But if you get finished in 10 seconds, lad, you can't go to the pub anymore and start chatting you're a bad man. So it, it happens all the time, lad. I'm used to it. I know Bannock's injury is real. I know that because I've, I've spoken to his coaches. But when you see Shem having to deal with that many pullouts and knowing some of the UK scene and sometimes when fighters accept fights and then they do the research, you can see why he's kind of used to this. And it's almost, this will, this will make it even feel more familiar now, right? Because this is what he's had to deal with every single one, pretty much every single one of his pro fights. Somebody coming out and him having to take someone on short notice yet still get the job done. Yeah, I mean, he's got he's got the like he's got that experience in in the game. He understands what it, what it's about. Like he's not bothered about who Octagon will put in front of him, and he's not scared. And that makes him even scarier. You know, that's why people are ducking and diving and avoiding. Uh, obviously, injuries happen. You know, that's the biggest fight is just stepping into the cage. Um, so I can't wait to see who steps forward. And uh, fair play to both these men. Uh, we asked him as well what he thought about British fighters coming in. He had a very stern word to say about what he thought about British fighters, but also what he would like to see inside the cage. I'm not really bothered about British fighters. I'm asked about Scousers. I'm here for Scousers. More Scousers on the card, more Scouse fighters on the card, more Northerners, more Irish. It is what it is. They're, the, uh, they're going to do a job, but they're not me. He is what he is, mate, and he is not from England. This man is from Liverpool. He, he truly identifies, not as English, but Liverpool, and in fact, more Irish than anything. Yeah, it's, it's funny, isn't it? I mean, like, there's a lot of, uh, in the north of England, like, uh, that's one thing that the Octagon fans will start to learn is there's a north-south divide, then there's, div there's divides between counties, and then you've got Liverpool, like the, like the Liverpool and the the Geordies, they're like their own, own little worlds themselves. Yeah. So it's a funny thing, isn't it? It's like this, uh, the heritage of, of the UK <laughs> up and down, you know. I don't know if it's the same, but there's divides in my house, Josh. <laughs> there's divides in my house. Um, listen, he is unique. He's individual. He also heard about the uh, the Mate Sanakidze fight coming off. He, he actually wasn't surprised about that. Um, but this is what he said about, uh, you know, stepping in and potentially fighting Lausanne Cater. I called that. I called that from the beginning. When I seen him go to jail, I said he's probably going to pull out with him fake a injury they don't want it they get tough fights in front of them and the camp doesn't go perfect and they go I'm just going to pull out and fake an injury they're all scared mate they're all scared I'd love to fight Kater but there's no way in my life I'm making 66 kilos in less than two weeks it's not happening look at me look at me <laughs> nah it's not happening I've run through this guy I've run through the next guy me and Kater end of the year main event or if Kater fucking wants to bail it and vacate the lightweight belt it can be someone else who knows he, he might be hungry he might be looking for the challenge and if he is he knows where I am I get it at featherweight right especially if your camp you've been aiming at lightweight it's a big big difference but him calling for Kater to maybe just vacate that lightweight belt and leave it for some other guys to fight for that's that's interesting as well yeah I mean I half thought that maybe that's the fight to make and I, I said it to to George you know when it first happened I'm like yeah. 
imagine Shem ain't got one, Kater ain't got one. Let's bump this title fight up a weight class. Let's go, you <laughs> Let's know. Let's go. Uh, but I'm not a matchmaker. So. Yeah, and what's happened is actually right because we want to see yeah. if Kater can deal with this at, at, at featherweight. But Shemrock is on the horizon. Shemrock has his eyes set on Kater, whether it's at lightweight or featherweight, if he's got the time to make it. So we will see. This fight card goes down April 29th. You can watch it live on the zone, or you can go to octagon.tv forward slash E and the British invasion is happening. And while you're at it, why not join us on social media and follow the Octagon UK and Ireland YouTube channel for all your updates and beautiful shows like this. We are set and ready for Bratislava. Join us April 29th. See you there for the British invasion.